Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twists to that news. My name is Nasser Pasha and we're welcoming our co-host, the uh, dog whisperer of <laughs> San Diego, California. Yeah, Matt Stobb. Wish I was a dog whisperer. Be cool. We just have to whisper <laughs> to a dog. That's it. Yeah, I, I think if I knew what my dog was thinking at all times, it would just be nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. I mean, they're smart animals, but at the end, they're still just an animal. I really do sometimes wish I can talk to animals. Those faces seem to present so much personality, yet they still do the dumbest animalistic things, you know? Yeah. Well, you said, you said it. I mean, dogs are pretty smart, but my dog still does the same stupid mistakes all the time. It's like he never learns. Yeah. I mean, he can do really smart things, but I think he also just does the dumbest things every single day, like every day. So... <laughs> It's like we're impressed, but at the same time, we're like, we're still disappointed as if we're expecting something more, yeah. you know? It's my training perhaps, but yeah. So I don't know how I feel about this business. When you first, you were the one that told me about it. I didn't find it, but. Yeah. Well, we'll give, well, Carissa was the one who found it, right? We'll give her credit. Yeah. I liked the idea in theory because I have thought about this before, but then I kind of watched the video and God, it was a little bit sad almost. And then I was, then I started reading like comments on other people's stories on it. And it was such a backlash. That I flipped back to where I was originally and was for it. So, so you're saying the, the, like the protesters, the negative response made you more positive for it. Yeah. And it's, I'll get okay. into, I'll get into why later. So just remind me, but let me explain what this is first. So yeah, explain what it is. We'll link it. Cause you see the video. And so it's not just some dungeon that this is, but basically it's, I believe it's only in Brooklyn right now, or at least the NYC. And it is, uh, I want to call it a kennel, but it's, it's basically a very nice cage, or not even a cage, but just an enclosed area, kind of like a locker, but with a window. It's like a box. Yeah. I would say like a metal box with a vertical window with some holes in it. Yeah. And I think there's holes all around, right? Yeah, there's holes in it so the the dogs can breathe. Well, I guess it doesn't even have to be just dogs. It doesn't <laughs> say, but... Yeah. So yeah, it's basically, you know, instead of going, let's say you're going to the store, you have your dog with you, instead of tying the dog up outside and going in, this would allow you to take your card, get access in, the dog goes in there, they're locked in there until you come back out and get the dog. You know, they've apparently worked on a bunch of things to make it operate well with the, the holes in it so they can breathe. And I guess they don't do it if it's below a certain temperature or above a certain temperature, the extreme ones. Oh, there's a whole bunch of other things, but... I liked this concept because I've taken my dog by myself before I had to go in somewhere and yeah. I'm just worried that someone's going to like steal my dog or do something stupid. Yeah. I'm just, I, you know, over concerned about it. And so that, I guess this is one way to prevent that. But like they said, after I watched the video, <laughs> the dog's just, I guess the dog would sit there anyways and look like that all sad, but it's kind of, they're just locked in this box and I can see dogs really freaking out. You know, if they weren't used to something like this or like, you know, kids are, well, that's, here's the thing. Kids go up, are going to tap on the glass, but then kids are going to go up and pet dogs too. So well, they may be more inclined if it's indoors or in, like in a box, they wouldn't, you know, maybe some kids are afraid to pet, you know? Yeah. And I already forgot the thing I was going to mention earlier that I told you to remind me about. <laughs> it was about how you were negative and then 
And then because everyone else is negative, you're like, oh, this isn't cool anymore. I got to be positive on it. The backlash. Was that it? Yeah, the backlash. Well, yeah, because people are like, oh, I would never do this. This, you know, inhumane. This isn't a way to treat dogs. It's like, well, the alternative is to just leave your dog tied up. I've done it. Leave your dog like tied up to a pole and go inside somewhere, which is a lot less safe than just putting them in this box. So I'd rather them be protected, I guess, than. Yeah. You know, at least from a personal liability standpoint, you know, a dog's not going to bite anyone inside a box. So <laughs> that's right. And and that's usually the, I guess, from a legal end, what you're worried about from a liability perspective. But I saw the the founder made a comment that, and, and I think this is true. I think they're right. I think she said that dogs are den animals. And so that's why it's not the glass isn't that big because if they're, if it's too big or it's a cage, then they feel exposed because of all these people coming around. And I can see that being, I, I can understand that. And from a humane perspective, temporary enclosures of, of animals, I, I guess it kind of depends upon your disposition. I, it doesn't seem like that would be, you know, too archaic, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a big difference between this and, you know, putting a dog in a cage that's barely big enough for it to be in there or it like can't even stand up in there. Yeah. And also, this is the the owner's choice to do this. I mean, we don't have a cage for our dog, but many people do. They cage their dogs at home. Like, you know, it's your dog. And there's no one that should be able to tell you. Obviously, if you're abusing it or doing something yeah. bad, someone can tell you something. But, you know, you're free to generally free to do within reason what you want with your dog to, you know, and how you prevent them from running around or things like that. So, I don't see this as that bad. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe I'd want to see it in person, but looking from the video, it, is, it doesn't seem like it's that bad of you know a contraption for the dog to be in for. A sh- this is a th- it's a short term thing. It's what is a maximum three hours? I think three hours is a long time too. Yeah, they say three. They say max three hours, but they say it's intended to be a short term kind of thing, like a twenty minute thing. I think because how much did they charge? They they charge what twenty cents per hour or twenty cents per minute? Twenty cents per minute. Well, here's one of the interesting things. So. It's 20 cents a minute, which is what, 12 bucks an hour. Pretty cheap. Yeah. So if you go over the three hour, I guess they have some way to tell. And at that point, they will have somebody come and take the dog out of there and take it to one of their boarding facilities that they have. Really? And so not only will they go take your dog to somewhere where you don't know, then they start charging you $5 a minute for every minute you are over up to 30 minutes and and then they'll deploy a team member and i guess they just considered it like an abandoned pet yeah so it's three hours once you go over that's five dollars a minute for 30 minutes then they'll send somebody and it's two hundred dollars if they take it to a boarding facility <laughs> so quite a bit yeah i mean that's you're exactly right it's they treat it as an abandoned dog and i mean i guess at that point your dog's been locked up in this box for at least three and a half hours yeah so yeah it kind of is abandonment Obviously, there could be a situation where something happens, and that, but that can happen anyway, whether you tie your dog up to a pole or not. So yeah, so I, I think from that perspective, they've looked at those risks and figured out a way to do it. My other main flag was, you know, how clean are these things going to be? I mean, especially if dogs are anxious, and some dogs are. You know, getting locked into some box and your owner disappearing, that could really make a dog anxious. And Well, here's the crazy part. In in a way from the, it's called Dog Parker, right? I don't know if we mentioned that. Dogparker.com if you want to check it out. What's interesting from Dog Parker's perspective is that from their end, it doesn't really matter. 
in the sense that, yeah, they want to have clean facilities. They want it to be nice for the dog in order for it to be attractive to customers. But from a legal perspective, not to be callous or, you know, kind of morbid here, but approach this from a legal perspective, their legal risk is actually relatively low. Fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, the law treats animals as personal property. So it is not dissimilar than storing, and in a sense, from a, from a liability perspective, storing a, like a, just a, like a le- regular locker of your personal belongings. The one caveat is that you're, you're storing live animals. And, and of course, there are st- statutory protections for animals and things like that. And you can't be cruel to animals. But from a liability perspective, if somehow they mess up and worst case scenario, so, so long as they don't break any laws, their financial liability to the owner is limited to the, again, just to put this in a morbid way, the cost of replacing the animal. And that's, that's you know, it's a crazy way to think about it, but, you know, that's, that's how the law considers it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the worst case would be that somebody puts their dog in there, they come back out from wherever they're at, try to get their dog out, and they can't because the machine malfunctions. And then their dog ends up like getting injured or like dying in the box. That's probably, I mean, that's got to be like worst case scenario. Or, or something more likely, you know, you have a, a dog that has some kind of disease and go into the dog parker. A second dog comes in, contracts that disease, gets sick, yeah. dies, or, or it, all of a sudden it has to incur all this medical expense. Little things like that can happen and is, is actually very common when, when you have animals in close proximity to each other. Or you don't ever know if the dog, you know, goes to the bathroom inside or whatever accidentally. And, yeah. and so little things like that can definitely cause some problems, but it's a very low risk business if you think about it. Unfortunately for Dog Parker too, I'm not sure if it's much of a, it's pretty easily replicated in other cities. I don't know, even if this, this catches on, well, what do you think? Do you think this is something that can catch on right now? They're starting in Brooklyn. It seems like they're a pretty small company right now. I think it depends on the city, but yeah, it can in in any downtown area, especially ones that are like San Diego, for example. Yeah. San Diego is very pet friendly. It seems like every person has at least one dog. So if anything, we need, we need more of them, but, or I guess we don't have any, but going back to what you just said though, it does vet all the dogs. I guess you have to show proof of vaccination. So I guess that's at least something, but like you said, there's nothing you can have a vaccinated dog and yeah. yeah, there was a dog recently here that went to a dog park and got something and died and like it, you know, spread around. So it's not like it's a hundred percent foolproof that it's going to work. Absolutely. I'm just looking here at their FAQ and they answer some of the obvious questions, you know, how many dogs can go in and sizes. And it sounds like they've been doing this for a while for a little bit to at least get these answers in there. And I'm still interested to see if this is going to catch on. I, it doesn't seem like it would be, but We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I unfortunately, I'm I'm a I'm skeptical as well. It's a cool idea, but I just don't know if I'd use it. It does seem strange. I put my cat in it. Yeah, for a little bit. Well, someone using this is far less strange than somebody walking a cat outside on a leash. <laughs> You've seen that before, right? Or no? Yeah, I mean, I've seen dog. Obviously, I've seen cat. When I lived downtown, there was somebody that used to walk a pig around which was kind of weird oh, that's a good one i mean you'll see i guess like a lizard you'll see the people re- weird people with birds on their shoulders walking around they they interviewed in one of these video clips they interviewed uh looks like a bar restaurant owner and yeah he was commenting how people were asking if they what the reactions were some were saying 
you know, they loved it. Some people were saying, really? And then others were wondering if they can put their kids in it. Yeah, I, I saw, I watched that video. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's one angle to, to look at is, you know, if you're a business and you have the space, you know, it could be a way to, to drive more business in. I mean, maybe I wouldn't have been able to go to this convenience store because it wouldn't let my dog in. But now I can just put my dog in this spot right here and go in the store real quick and get some business. But I don't think it's going to de- generate too much extra cash flow for any business. By the way, I just, it looks like they have internal webcams inside the thing too. It's not just a box. I mean, there's quite a bit of technology and precautions that have been put in place. But no, you're right. I mean, they, they they try to think of all the all those little details, and I think that's what you know that's what's going to set them apart if they're going to do this. I don't know. We'll we'll see if it works. I guess I'll keep my eyes out for Dog Parker as it slowly expands from New York outside of New York. <laughs> After Brooklyn, San Diego is a great place to pilot this out. Well, the thing about San Diego though is there's so many places that are dog friendly like on the inside that Oh, that you can bring them in. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, there's restaurants and bars that you can Is that true? Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Yeah, maybe not then. Okay, don't listen to me, Dog Parker. Go somewhere else. We don't want you there. All right, well, thanks for joining us. Yep, keep it sound, keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.